Hi everyone, I'm Rosemarie Miller here with Javier Paz, the Director of Data and Analytics here at Forbes, here to talk about the future of Bitcoin futures. Thank you so much for joining me today, Javier. My pleasure, Rosemary. Glad to be with so, you. Absolutely. So, Javier, why did the SEC allow Bitcoin futures ETFs to begin trading years before spot products were given the green light? For the benefit of those out there who are not totally familiar with the nuances of ETFs, ETFs are exchange-traded funds that hold, they're a basket of um, holds different types of securities, such as stocks, bonds, commodities. So they wrap them into a bundle and they issue shares for those for that bundle. And those are the ETF shares. Now, they trade like stocks, these ETFs. And uh, in the case of Bitcoin ETFs, there's two types of competing um, bundles, if you will. One of them is made up with financial contracts uh, called Bitcoin futures. These are contracts that don't quite, uh, are not Bitcoin per se, but they track the price of Bitcoin. So institutions use them regularly for trading things like agricultural goods or, or, or uh, oil or interest rates. They're financially constructed. And then there is the actual Bitcoin. So the ETF buys a bunch of Bitcoin and then they wrap it into um, a bundle <laughs> and then they issue shares for that. So there's two competing um, bundles, if you will. And the SEC basically was not comfortable with the actual Bitcoin bundle. So they rejected something like 20 plus uh, applications of ETF um, issuers when they approached uh, the SEC trying to um, get those approved for, and this happened for years. Um, and then four um, companies had the clever ideas. Of, uh, so like these are, um, these are ProShares, Vanek, and uh, I believe it was Valkyrie, um, who who thought, well, maybe if if we pre present to the SEC a Bitcoin futures ETF, they will they might go along with that. So they made their case, and it was successful. Basically, they showed to the SEC that these are regulated contracts; they're not mm -hmm. unregulated, like is your concern. So because they are regulated and um, trade, they have been trading for years at the CME group, uh, which is the main uh, futures exchange out there. They, they are reliable and they're safe and um, you, should, um, you should approve it. And they decided to approve it. So that, that happened in 20, October 2021. Mm -hmm. And uh, so for two years, a little more than two years, uh, this Bitcoin futures ETF uh, ruled the day. They were, um, you know, very popular, and and now came on as of January 10th, a new breed of of uh, Bitcoin ETFs, the, based on the actual Bitcoin itself. So it, you briefly touched on it, but what, what's the main difference, I guess, in simplest terms, between uh, the futures and the spot ETFs? So there's actually um, one similarity and multiple differences. So the similarity is that um, both the Bitcoin futures ETF and the spot uh, Bitcoin ETF, they trade like shares uh, and uh, they trade at, at the three main places. So NASDAQ at the uh, CBOE and the New York Stock Exchange. 
uh, alongside other ETFs. So that, that thing they have in common. What, they, what is different though, is their composition. As I mentioned, one is based on um, the Binance, I mean, the um, Bitcoin futures ETF is using a financial contract and the spot Bitcoin ETF is actually using Bitcoin. So that's a major difference. The, the future side pays dividends as of uh, February of last year, whereas the spot Bitcoin it does not, uh, not yet anyhow. Um, there is also differences in tracking error. This is a, a statistic that is important for ETFs out there to measure which is better than others. So the ideal is that they track exactly the price movements of whatever they're, they have in the bundle. In this case, the Bitcoin price. So um, during um, for, for two years, the Bitcoin um, futures tracked uh, Bitcoin price fairly well, but the moment they started paying out dividends, less, less well. Um, whereas the spot Bitcoin ETFs uh, tend to track it much better. Um, there's, so besides that, there's um, differences in popularity. Um, we've seen a huge uh, demand for spot Bitcoin ETFs much greater than the that of um, Bitcoin futures ETFs. Um, in terms of costs, um, there's there's something called the expense ratio that in the case of futures is about an average of 95, 98 basis points um, across 12 um, Bitcoin futures out there. Uh, whereas for spot Bitcoin ETFs, the average price is closer to 30 basis points. So three times it's cheaper as the, the futures ones. Um, there's one major uh, difference also, and that is the ability to short um, Bitcoin. So as you know, Bitcoin doesn't always go up, up and up. Very often it goes down, 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 down. A lot. Right. So, so if you're uh, a spot Bitcoin ETF, you basically have one choice. You can go up and ride that train up, um, you know, very briskly. But, but then you may be facing months of decline. But one thing that um, Bitcoin futures offer, um, Bitcoin futures ETFs offer is that there's several um, out there. Well, there's a couple out there that basically track the price of Bitcoin as it goes down. So they can sell Bitcoin and make money in the process. So that's one major difference that will come in handy when Bitcoin prices reach record levels and then it starts to go down. So you may want to own Bitcoin, um, spot Bitcoin ETFs when the price is going higher. And when it starts to go down, maybe what you want to do is also buy some insurance in the form of an inverse Bitcoin ETF that basically makes money as the price goes down. That way you're kind of hedged and you're not losing the money on the upside. Wow. So those okay. are some of the major differences. Yeah. <laughs> well, Javier, how are futures ETF issuers responding to the news of spot Bitcoin ETFs becoming authorized January 10th of this year? I mean, do they feel it's a threat? Are they confident? Right. Um, so what we're seeing is that out of the seven issuers out there, um, six are holding steady and they, they still see the potential for Bitcoin futures ETFs. Um, but there is one that broke rank uh, just a few weeks ago, and that's Vanek. Vanek is a special issuer in that they have also a spot Bitcoin ETF. So they have two side by side 
one spot, one future ETF. Um, and they chose to concentrate on the spot. So after the, the new spots launched on January 10th, they, they closed down, uh, they announced the closure of their um, Bitcoin future ETF, which had only like $43 million after two years. Not, not very much. Um, so they are now concentrated on their uh, Vanex HODL, that's the ETF ticker. And it has now 193 million um, in uh, AUM, so the assets under management. So they, they, they view that the spot market is the future, um, and that's why they close down the, uh, their futures. Now the question then it becomes, will others follow suit? Um, but there's, there's little doubt that uh, the, the giant in the Bitcoin futures market, which is a company called ProShares, it's doubtful that they will follow suit with Vanek because they basically own the 90, more than 90%, 95%, you could say, of, of the spot Bitcoin ETF. I'm, I'm sorry, the Bitcoin futures ETF. Um, and, um, and, and, you know, they are the dominant player. So Vanek may have responded to the dominance of, of the ITO rather than to the lack of prospects for Bitcoin futures. So how did ProShares BITO, right, ETF, perform before the spot products listed, and what is its current status? So they they had a phenomenal run between October of um, twenty uh, October twenty twenty three and the launch of the Bitcoin ETFs in January. They raised something like one point three billion dollars. Um, they had initially something at the point at that point in mid October they had something like um, a billion dollars. So they gained one point three billion in just a matter of months. But then the launch happened in January tenth, and they lost some uh, as of the latest uh, figures, roughly one hundred and twenty million, which is not a lot um, when you when you look at the gains that they just had. So um, they've been able to keep their AUM at around two. 2 billion, 2.1 billion, and um, keeping it steady, but not necessarily growing either. Whereas the spot Bitcoin ETF have seen massive amounts of growth. And some, some ETFs that launched just over a month ago, um, they've raised, um, in the case of um, um, BlackRock, 6.4 billion, and, Bit and Fidelity, um, uh, their Bitcoin ETFs has raised four and a half billion. So mm -hmm. massive amounts in a very short time means that maybe a year from now, um, this spot Bitcoin's ETF may uh, dwarf the size of the um, of the uh, futures Bitcoin ETFs. Uh, but the demand for Bitcoin um, futures ETFs remains. It's just not growing as fast as the spot side. So do you believe futures ETFs can actually exist in a world with spot products? Oh yeah, I, I definitely think so. Um, they, they are more liquid in, and in that they, they trade often. There's something called price discovery that if you are a fund manager and you want to check uh, what is the current price of Bitcoin, you go to the futures market where you can find out very quickly, what is the liquidity like? What's the price like? And that's um, 
it's more efficient that way. Um, there's also something like I mentioned uh, earlier, the, the ability to short Bitcoin um, futures um, is, is very important. Because let's say, for example, the market grows by the tens of billions for the spot Bitcoin ETF. And it has a phenomenal run um, in this year. And, um, and then the market starts to turn south. And what are these managers to do? Um, so one option that the futures um, market gives them is that they can own Bitcoin um, futures ETFs that are inverse. Inverse in that they make money when the price of Bitcoin goes down. So that way they hedge um, that exposure and they keep those gains for investors. So for that reason alone, it's I think the future of Bitcoin futures is is well grounded and, and I think it has a lot of potential. Well, is there anything else on your radar regarding Bitcoin futures that you believe should be on ours? Well, I, I know that there's um, an interest of pro shares to continue to launch ETFs, some of them based on Bitcoin futures, different varieties. Um, in the in, in some cases, they're using leverage and uh, um, other ETFs to come up with a mix that gives investors a multiple of Bitcoin. So the more um, risk tolerant type of investors, typically institutions, more aggressive funds, they can gain um, one, one and a half, two times the, the movement in Bitcoin, which already is, is pretty high. So if, if you wanna, it's like placing a bet um, in, in, the, in, in, a, in a casino that you want double the, the risk of whatever you're betting. And, uh, and that's what, what is going on also. Um, and, and that, by the way, that, that kind of bets exists in other instruments. It's not just unique to Bitcoin. It's just common among sophisticated investors that, that can tolerate that kind of risk. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Javier. My pleasure. Thank you, Rosemary.